The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round one recap for this week's Genesis Invitational. But boy, there is news to go along with that leaderboard. Joining me to break it all down, Kyle Porter is here. KP, I'm clearly on the road, so apologies for audio video. Good to have you, my man. Well, you were still earlier than me, so you 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 drove through LA traffic. You you went you walked around Riviera, and you still somehow made it to the podcast before I did. So congrats <laughs> on that. I'm three and a half miles away from Riviera. It took me an hour in an Uber to get here. It's oh, that's expensive. Absurd. Yes, expensive and absurd is, is what that is. That's how was Riv today? It's awesome. I mean, it's, it's just so cool. It's so cool. It's so good. The sight lines are amazing. It's it's much more intimate than I think people realize. It's yeah. hard. It's everything. Did, uh, so two questions. One. Were there? It didn't look like there were a ton of fans out there. Now I paid more attention to that early, uh, and there there just wasn't that many following the feature groups. And then two, were the greens as bouncy as it seemed like they were on TV? Yeah, so it, it definitely got more crowded as the day went on, but they were very much concentrated on like two groups, and the okay. rest of the rest of it was you know wide open. Uh, but yeah, the, a lot of big bounces. Um, it, it wasn't like that all day long. There were a couple of Shots that I saw like Tony Finau hit into it would be like five where he was hope, waiting for the bounce and it just sat right down. It was still a little not wet, but it was still a little soft in the morning. But my goodness, they were they were definitely bouncy uh, towards the towards the end of the day. Yeah, big time. Well, and it just man, I, I saw your you did a great job with Sam Burns on Wednesday. Thank you. Uh, it was, he, he was great, but the like talking about fast and firm it just makes the tournament feel different you know yeah. even like i think about this with even like bay hill think about how how fast and firm bay hill has been over the last whatever two three years when they don't get rain 
And even though that field is not, I mean, Riviera feels different because you're like, this field's like the masters basically, but yeah. uh, Bay Hill even can feel different just because of the way the ball is bouncing around. You're like, Oh, this is, this is like real. Like this is like a legit big time professional golf event. And I don't know, that gets me excited. I mean, this, we'll talk about the board in, in a minute, but this I'm, I'm just, I watched it all day. I never watch everything all day. I was, you know, first, Keegan Bradley to you know whoever's still playing. I, I just watched the whole thing and it was it was just a ton of fun. Uh, firm fast greens. The anticipation of like that second bounce and like is it going to spin? Like is it going to grab? What's it going to do here? Like I love that moment. The anticipation between bounce one and bounce two. Well, and guys couldn't hold. What was it? This uh, six or seven? Like whatever the one seven's pretty tough. Yeah, I think it was seven where uh, Rory hit it all the way over and down the hill, and it yeah. was just. It just makes tough golf courses world class, and it it it's it, it produces leaderboards like this. Honestly, you know, it, it produces the the guys that are hitting it the best. So it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, we're gonna get to that leaderboard. We'll get to the odds in just a second. But um, you know, the the Saudi league uh, is heating up, and Phil Mickelson is saying things. And when you've got a potential break off league, I think you gotta cover it, KP. So here's what we've got going on uh alan shipnuck working on a new book and uh has seemingly phil mickelson on the record here in a phone call where he reveals uh quite a bit and i think i just have to read you the whole quote here and please, then we please can do. please do then we can just go through it because it's, it's quite a lot so here we go he says quote this is phil uh they're scary mother truckers he used the real word uh to get <laughs> to get involved with we know they kill talking about the Saudis, not the yeah. PGA tour. Correct. Phil goes on to say, we know they killed Khashoggi and have a horrible record on human rights. They execute people over there for being gay. Knowing all of this, why would I even consider it? Because this is a once in a lifetime opportunity to reshape how the PGA tour operates. They've been able to get by with manipulative, coercive, strong arm tactics because we, the players have no recourse. As nice a guy as uh, Jay Monahan, PGA Tour Commissioner, comes across as, unless you have leverage, he won't do what's right. And the Saudi money has finally given us that leverage. I'm not sure I even want it to succeed, but just the idea of it allowing us to get things done with the PGA Tour, end quote. I, I don't even know. I don't even know where to start. I triple checked that this was a real like source story. This was act like I couldn't, it was so outlandish. I thought it was, um, what's the parody site? The onion. I thought it was the onion. It's it, well, I, I, I was, I was, uh, putting together a tweet. I'd never sent it out, but like, if you pitch this on SNL, people would it'd be like, ah, it's too, that's, that's dumb. It's like too. It's like be. It's like too much parody, right? And so we're going to talk about this quote a lot. I do want to note later on he calls the PGA Tour a dictatorship. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Which? What exactly do you like? <laughs> to to like? What do you think you're getting into? Right? Like you think that there's just free reign with the Saudis? Like you can just do whatever you want. You just Charlie Hoffman. Oh, my ball rolled in, but it really didn't. I'm gonna just like, what, what, 
I, I, it's almost like beyond belief. I, I was talking with some of our editors today. I was like, this is true. Like we say things are unbelievable all the time. This is truly beyond like my comprehension, like, like believability. I, I, I just, um, I, it, it's, I, I don't, I don't even know what to say about it. Like what, what's the part to you that sticks out the most? Uh, this part where uh, one side of the scale is uh, murdering a a reporter, uh, executing people for being gay, and on the other side, well, now we have leverage with the PGA Tour, and the and and Phil's going, I don't know, that's pretty close. Like the the, the weights on both sides feel pretty even. That that's the most outrageous part. Yeah, I think that, and to go along, it's sort of it for me also i think my biggest thing is that phil is like so so read the part actually we pull it up again producer jacob because he says something right before he says uh i want to do this to reform the pga tour what 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 is the part that he says there he says uh, he says because this is a once in a lifetime opportunity to reshape how the pga tour operates so so he says right before that he says why would i even consider it and then he says because this is a once in a lifetime opportunity you just take that sentence out and replace it with like whatever the con his contract is because i'm getting x because and this is the part that kind of bugs me and a bunch of other people have talked about this as well he's he's like making himself out to be like this martyr like yeah. i i and this i tweeted this out i love the pga tour so much that i'm willing to the way he frames it like risk my life for its for its improvement for our players and you're like is that really what's happening here because that is basically the way he is framing himself and I just, I I don't I don't understand how you're 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 I I just don't understand how we live in a world where somebody like him could pit this charitable organization that's been the vehicle through which he's made probably a billion dollars in his life against this foreign government that is incredibly hostile and he he literally says a murderous regime. Yeah, it's not like he doesn't know. And, and I just I don't know I don't know how we are. I don't under like I'm I, go, going back to your point. I don't know how these two things ended up being being like played against each other. The cognitive dissonance is, is super strong uh, with Phil in this situation. It's it's just um like okay so so let me I want to pause for a second because the the argument that has been coming up a lot kyle and i'm sure you've seen this as well is yeah well the u.s government does bad things and all the (laughs) governments in the world do bad things those people are not those people who say that are not as smart as they think they are because this is not the united states government or uh luring athletes over here what like it is the financial arm of the saudi government trying to do this yeah like, that's right. let's clear that up i tweeted that out during phoenix it's not we're not hosting the wgc u.s treasury open right right whereas we are well we are not but the the, the saudi arabia is hosting the the uh, public investment fund saudi arabia invitational and the public right. investment fund if you're confused about this and listen i'm not going to try to like delve deep into Saudi Arabian politics, but it's effectively, and their government works much different than the U S government, but it's effectively 
the financial arm, the financial vehicle for the Saudi Arabian government. Now, it, again, like you don't have like the U.S. Treasurer handing out checks at the at the Summit Club for the CJ right. Cup, whereas you you do. I mean, that's that's what this whole thing is is backed by, and and it, it, like is the Crown Prince like handing out money to winners of tournaments? No, but it ain't that many steps away. Right. right. Like it, it's not, I, I just, I don't know. I'm so baffled by, um, by the entire thing. I had one other thought. Will you pull the quote back up, Jacob? It's just such an unbelievable quote. Uh, oh, where, where Phil says, I'm not even sure I want the SGL to succeed. <laughs> okay. So that, like, if I read between the lines there, that actually says a lot because, it makes me wonder if this thing is even going down, mm. right? It because he because then he says I was talking to somebody I had a coffee with somebody today. He's like he said like all the quiet parts like he screamed to them, right, out loud, and he says just the idea of it is allowing us to get things done with the tour. So if I'm Phil, like what's my net, what's my move? Is my move to go back to the tour and be like, okay, what do you got for me? Is is that gonna work? Because if I'm Jay Monahan, Justin Thomas said this afterwards. He's like, "Fine, go do it." And if I'm Jay Monahan, I'm kind of saying, "Okay, you're going to take what Adam Scott and Ian Poulter and Lee Westwood." Okay, uh, I've got Morikawa and Rory and Rom. And do you have a TV deal? Like, do you have? Yeah. Are you going to get to play in May? Like, um, so. What was, oh, or are you going to, if you feel, so do you do that? Do you go to the tour and be like, okay, can I have my media rights? Or do you go to the, or do you go to the Saudis and say, uh, okay, when's my tea time? 8.30 tea time? I know I just called you a murderous regime <laughs> and said, we know they kill people. What time am I teeing it up? And do, and do they even care? And like, I just... Yeah, he's not really a reliable spokesperson for either side, is he? I feel like I didn't. I feel like I didn't get enough. There, like this did not get enough attention today. I didn't get enough texts about it. I, it didn't blow up enough on Twitter. This is in the, these quotes are insane. I pulled over to the side and I was like, I'm, "Am I reading what I think I'm reading?" Like right now. So, so obviously, you know, Justin Thomas, you mentioned, gets asked about this. Um, and we didn't even talk about the fact that apparently Phil Mickelson worked with other players to literally create the operating agreement, mm -hmm. hired the lawyers to create the operating agreement for the, the Saudi Super League. Um, so when Justin Thomas was asked about it, he said, and I quote, seems seems like a little bit of a pretty, you know, ego, egotistical statement. I don't know. It's like he's done a lot of great things for the PGA Tour. It's a big reason it is where it is. But him and others that are very adamant about that, if they're that passionate, go ahead. I don't think anybody's stopping them. I feel the same way. Like, it's not going to affect – like, I'm just going to continue to watch Riv, and then I'm going to continue to watch Bay Hill and the players and – Listen, like the PGA Tour is not perfect. I don't, you and I are, have been pretty adamant about like there are yeah. a number of things they could do differently, but this is, uh, this is not the path to get to those things. I'm very, very confident of that. And I just don't know, like, what does Phil want here? Like, 
does he just want more money? Does he want attention? Does he want to actually play golf? I, I think this would feel, I think we would, I feel a little conflicted because he won the PGA last year and you're like, oh, that was like, like I would feel a lot less conflicted if he hadn't won the PGA and hadn't really been relevant in like seven years or whatever mm -hmm. since 2016. So six years. Um, but I feel a little bit of conflict because we're talking about a reigning major, one of the four reigning major champions. Um, and you're like, okay, well, I, I just, I, I don't know what he's like wanting. Like, I don't know what, what, like, is he just wanting money? Like, do you think that's it? I, I think that's the biggest part of it. I think trying to, and I don't think, I don't think he cares where he gets it from. Whether it is leverage on the tour and you get it from the tour in some way, whether it is getting it from the Saudis, that's another story. I don't think he particularly cares where he gets it from. Um, so, yes, I do think it's a lot about money. And I also think a little bit that uh, Phil is, is, is an agent of chaos. And I think he just wants to cause a little bit of drama. Um, we might've lost KP there for a second. So I'm going to provide you with a little bit of other news before we hit our ad break here. Oh, there he is. KP. Sorry. Uh, I just clicked a wrong. It's just my first time on the internet. I've done that quite a bit. Um, <laughs> I, the other thing that I had to pull over to the side of the road for, uh, this morning was a pretty incredible video. And I don't use the word incredible in a positive manner of the Oakland Hills clubhouse literally mm. burning to the ground. I mean, this was a, uh, roaring fire. Luckily no injuries. Yeah. There's producer Jake. If you're watching on YouTube has kind of the, the aftermath as the, as the firefighters have, have arrived, um, significant damage, luckily no injuries, but this is, you know, this is a staple in in our game. It's been around for over a hundred years. It's hosted major championships, and it's just uh, you know something you obviously never want to see. But luckily, no injuries. Yeah, it was sad. I mean, I I think that you know so much of you know I think golf is fairly unique. I'm trying to think of other, maybe tennis would be a little bit like this, but I think golf is fairly unique in that like, when you think about historical artifacts or documents or whatever in baseball, you just think of Cooperstown. You don't think of each individual stadium, right? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, now maybe they have some stuff, but when you think of that in, in football, you think of Canton. When you think of it in basketball, you think of or, where's the basketball hall of fame? Uh, Springfield, Massachusetts. There you go. So you think of those places and, and golf is unique in that like you have, there's no, I mean, there is a hall of fame, but it's not, it doesn't house like all the stuff. Instead, you've got stuff at, uh, I don't know why Valhalla is the first place I thought of, but like Augusta and, uh, Southern Hills and Oakland, like all these places that have hosted, uh, you know, major championships and, and huge events and, and they have the memorabilia and the, and just like all the stuff from that. So each place tells an its own individual story, which is, which is cool, which is unique to golf. So it's a, it's a huge bummer to uh, obviously for anything like this to ever happen, but in golf, I think it's, it's almost more um, devastating, if you will, to the history of the game than it would be in other sports. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. That's a good way to look at it. It's kind of more spread out than than most other most other sports. Totally. Uh, all right, let's dive into round one at Riviera. We'll look at the leaderboard. We'll look at the odds. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. And we're back. We've got a leaderboard shaping up at Riviera. So uh, just to be clear, as we are live right now, we still have a, a hole and a half, a couple holes to play for some of these guys. Our leader is one of them. Joaquin Neiman, eight under par, and he's got uh, a half a hole to play. He's sitting in the fairway, sitting pretty on his final hole of the day. It's number nine because he started on the back. But I see... Oh boy, I see nine birdies and a bogey on this card from Joaquin Neiman, who played well at Farmers, you know, kind of limped down the, the finish line of last year, KP, but maybe maybe a new year, a little bit of a reset button is exactly what he needed. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, nine birdies at Riviera's filthy. Disgusting. <laughs> Through 17 holes. Uh, it, listen, like, it makes sense. He's a obviously a super talented ball striker just moves the ball around a ton so fun to watch uh i'm almost surprised and maybe i've just overvalued him i'm kind of surprised that he hasn't where was it that he continued or that he contended was it olympia fields the bmw where he was kind of in it oh see i i only ever think of when he posted at um he went nuts on sunday and posted at like heritage and then everybody caught up to him that's the only thing i ever think of you might be right about that though yeah that sounds that feels like it could be right the bmw yeah he finished okay so i got the bmw right here rom that was the rom dj play oh got it okay yeah hideki and hideki and neiman finished t3 they were both two under and neiman shot three under on sunday uh and there was only five guys in that field that were under par. Uh, Tony Finau was the other one. So, and and like I guess my point is like it like it feels to me like he should show up actually at more places like Riviera, like the fast and firm places because of the way he hits the golf ball. And he's he's been he's had a good career. I mean, he's been good, but he he just I don't know he hasn't he hasn't had that Riviera week where you're like oh Joaquin Neiman like yikes yeah. like he is terrifying and he won early right he won and he was like 19 and we got all the stats that were like the last five internationals to win at this age were rory mcelroy semi Ballesteros, and joaquin neiman like those were all the stats right so i felt like expectations were quite quite large still very young um you know maybe maybe we expected too much too soon uh yeah maybe but like it's hard not to right yeah of course i mean that's that's kind of the whole point uh that's what we do <laughs> well it's it's the whole point of like when you're that good that any and it was the way he was doing it's not like he got i mean i don't know the stats from his or where does he won was it just just greenbrier right greenbrier i'm almost positive about, i mean he i'm i'm like 99.9 percent .9 sure that's then he it. lost in the playoff at uh what's sony or tournament of champions what was oh it? Um, it was harris english right tournament it was tournament of champions because he was eating with sergio that's um, right oh my god that was a circus um so good i forgot what my point was 
uh, oh, just that he like the way he did it, the way he's done it. You think like elite ball striker, nineteen years old, and like like immediately your vision of his trajectory is just skyrocket, right? Yeah, for sure. And so it hasn't necessarily played out like that, which doesn't mean it's not going to. It's just it's those expectations in the way that he did it early on just get really, really high. Caesar Sportsbook has him at four to one to win the Genesis Invitational. He is, uh, I'm just checking to see if he has hit his second shot yet. He has not into number nine, his final hole of the day. Uh, two guys right behind Joaquin Neiman in the betting odds. Justin Thomas and Scotty Scheffler are nine to one. Let's start with Scotty Scheffler, KP, because his first round since becoming a PGA Tour winner was a five under round of 60, what would that be? 32 and 34, 66 around Riviera, right back at it. No time off. Yeah, which is pretty impressive. I mean, yeah, that group of him, Spieth, and Rom was super entertaining. Uh, he didn't hit the ball that great off the tee, which he kind of talked about afterward. Uh, I don't – I mean – Listen, like Scott, I think Scotty Scheffler's good enough to win Phoenix and Riviera, but man, that's a tough ask. Like, I, I just think he, I mean, he even talked about how after his round, he's like, listen, I'm, I was like, I'm kind of worn out. Like, I had a hard time getting going this morning. Um, and then he shot 66. I just, I don't know if he can maintain that energy throughout the weekend with the kind of leaderboard that we're going to have over the next three days. Yeah, because they're lining up behind. I mean, Max Homa in his title defense, he's currently five under par. So at this exact moment, that is three shots off the lead. I watched him chip in for Eagle at 10. That was kind of cool. Uh, Jordan Spieth is right there at five under par. And and Spieth is so interesting around a place like this, KP. And we talk about this all the time. You know, the, the creativity, the ability to kind of uh, work a little bit of short game magic. And as long as he keeps it in play, as long as he keeps it in play, it's a fairly good place for him. Yeah, it is. Um, I'm looking at his numbers right now. He putted. He, he hit the. He hit his approach shots better than he did at Phoenix, right? Like he just wasn't very good from from. Well, what was he in Phoenix? Let me pull it out. I don't have it from there. I'm working from a tablet. <laughs> You're gonna have to help me on this. That's one. <laughs> a yeah. That's a tough scene. Um, hold on, I got it right here. So Phoenix last week, he was he was okay, tee to green, and then bad putting and around the green. But he usually okay for him. That's not very good from tee to green. Um, so he was better on Thursday, and he's had success. Yeah, like you said at at Riviera before. So not, I don't know, not a huge surprise. He it just. I feel like the worse it's begun to look, like he's doing that. I don't know if you followed him, that weird it's like so backswing, and then he comes around it, and yeah. there still seems to be just a ton going on. Um, but he he flushes it. I mean, I, I feel like even watching now, I have so much more confidence in the driver than what this time – 13 months ago you know what i noticed i did follow him for quite some time um and you don't quote me on this but i didn't i didn't see him hit all that many drivers you know there's a lot of holes you can get away with not driver at riviera mm -hmm. and i think that that is pretty pretty beneficial to him yeah <laughs> for sure, for sure. <laughs> but like when he like when he has control of driver it feels it doesn't look good but it feels great yeah. Like even Augusto last year, he putted terribly, but like 
every driver was was just pure and you're like i don't really get it but it it's working and uh that's you know what was his note yeah he was he was plus off the tee not not great but not terrible um the guy that like on the odds that i love is uh and i probably shouldn't i just continue to fall in love with him is uh jt yeah, a lot of nine to one for JT at Caesar Sportsbook. So he shot uh, a four under round. So at this exact moment, that's that's four back. But Neiman kind of separating himself. He's only uh, you know JT only one back from from second place. Uh, John Rom kind of salvaged his day at the end. He birdied two of his last three. He's twelve to one. Um, Spieth is twelve to one. If I didn't mention that, Morikawa is ten to one. So KP, this is it's just shaping up to be, I, I mean, a horse race. There's just the the, the guys are there. Well, it is funny because you talk about, you know, kind of these dividing lines from the PGA Tour and the Saudi deal. And it's like, who's on the PGA Tour side? Oh, everybody on this board. I mean, Jay, <laughs> yeah. Jay Monahan has to be just like delighted over what is is unfolding at uh, at Riviera right now. Uh, Rom and JT, by the way, second and third strokes gained T to green. And Rom was second to last in putting. Uh not good. And JT didn't make anything either. I just, his putting, I, it's, it's gotta be, I mean, if you're him, it's gotta be so, 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 so frustrating. Like it's just groundhogs day every day to hit it like he does. And then just to not make anything. I mean, and he, you can almost, he, I listened to him afterwards. He's like, I just, I just need to see something go in. And you're like, it's almost like a, it's almost like uh, Steph Curry where it's like, I see one go in, everything's going in. And that might not happen, but it does feel that way with him sometimes. All right, KP. Well, we are in store for a great week of golf. And of course the first cut will be back after each and every round to break it all down. But for now, big thanks to producer Jacob doing all the hard work behind the scenes that right there. That's Kyle Porter. He is not only our trivia champ, but you can find him on Twitter <laughs> at Kyle Porter CBS. Somebody asked why there was a, like two days ago, somebody asked why there was a trophy next to your name on the, on YouTube. And we had to be like, yeah, he's the champ. He's the trivia yeah. champ. Yeah. Uni unified. Uh, <laughs> you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut, and we'll get you next time. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.